This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending July 1st of 2023, where we stand on inflation and rate hikes, how many homes we need to meet demand, and the amount of money Americans expect to need in retirement. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with economic news from this past week in a report on the Fed's preferred inflation measure. The government released the latest CPI on Friday, which shows the lowest rate of overall inflation since April of 2021. Prices rose a mere 0.1%, which brought the annual rate down to 3.8%. That's down from 4.3% in March. But at the core level, inflation remains a little stickier. It omits food and energy and shows a 0.3% price increase with an annual rate of 4.6%. So the good news is that inflation is coming down, but maybe not fast enough to please the Fed. The central bank skipped a rate hike in June, but Fed Chief Jerome Powell is hinting at the need for another one or two rate increases. He said during the European Central Bank's annual forum, quote, Although policy is restrictive, it may not be restrictive enough, and it has not been restrictive for long enough, unquote. He talked about the risk of overdoing the rate hikes as compared to the risk of underdoing them and allowing inflation to keep going higher. He said those two risks are starting to come into balance but are not there yet. One risk of overdoing it is the risk to the banking system, but new stress tests on the nation's 23 largest banks show that they're in good shape. In fact, the results show they're in better shape than last year, despite a more painful worst-case scenario. The economy also continues to show resiliency. It was supposed to falter under the pressure of these higher interest rates, but the latest revision on the GDP shows the first quarter was up a solid 2%. It was previously calculated at 1.3%. Second quarter results aren't in yet, but officials are expecting to see a 1% to 2% expansion. The job market also remains strong. Initial claims have been rising very slowly, but this past week, they were down 26,000 to a four-week low of 239,000. Continuing claims were also down 19,000 to a total of 1.74 million. As MarketWatch reports, there's still no sign of a recession. As for the housing market, new home sales were surging in May. The Commerce Department says they were up more than 12% for the month, to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 760,000 homes sold. That's quite a bit higher than Wall Street economists had anticipated. Those figures are volatile, though, and are often revised, but demand is strong as inventory remains low, especially for existing homes. And that's why existing home sales were down in May. The National Association of Realtors says that pending home sales fell 3%, thanks to such low inventory. But despite the lack of contract signings, NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Yun, says the housing market is resilient with approximately three offers for each listing. That kind of demand is keeping pressure on home prices. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller National Home Price Index was up a half a percent in April. For the 20-city index, home prices were up 0.9%. Miami shows the largest year-over-year gain at 5.2%. Chicago is second at 4.1%. Other cities with strong home price growth include Atlanta, Charlotte, Cleveland, and Tampa. The biggest home price declines were in Seattle at 12.4% and San Francisco at 11.1%. All this as mortgage rates creep higher. 
Freddie Mac says the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was up four basis points this past week to 6.7%. The 15-year was up three points to 6%. And in other news-making headlines, Zillow just published a report that shows just how many homes are needed to meet U.S. demand. The study says we are short 4.3 million homes, and the number of people needing a new home is twice the number of homes available. A Zillow economist compared the situation to a game of musical chairs because there are just not enough homes for everyone who wants one. The report says low-income families are getting hit the hardest, with 68% of them living in shared spaces. Americans are placing a higher price tag on retirement, but a new study shows that they aren't saving anywhere near enough. The research by Northwestern Mutual says the magic number for all age groups is 1.27 million but it varies quite a bit from one age group to another. Of the 2,740 adults who participated in the survey, people in their 50s expect to need 1.6 million, which is the most of all age groups. People in their 60s and 70s expect to need less than that, but close to a million. For the 20 to 40-something people, the figures were 1.2, 1.4, and 1.3 million for each of those decades. Unfortunately, the survey shows that most people have only a small fraction of those amounts in their savings accounts, and many see themselves working until 65 or older. Baby boomers generally say they'll work until age 71. This all becomes somewhat inconsequential if you have a source for passive income in rental properties, and rental properties are one way to do that. If your rents cover all your expenses, you would have a home paid off in 30 years. And I'm sure you can expect the rents and values of that home to go up substantially over the next 30 years. If you'd like to learn more about how to avoid the retirement savings dilemma, be sure to join Real Wealth at newsforinvestors.com. It's free to join for complete access to our website, where you'll find hundreds of webinars and articles on how to invest in rental real estate, including turnkey properties, newly built properties, single family homes, small multifamily, and short-term rentals. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.